This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. See you later. The Wednesday week. The Sheffield Wednesday Fan Podcast. We'll get started on another good pocket of Wednesday fans here watching the Owls today, supporting the Sheffield Wednesday side playing in all green today. Gets sent in now by Bannon. Oh, it in. yes! It's that a goal! goal. Well, that wasn't exactly what Middlesbrough were hoping for, whether that's what Barry Bannon had in mind. But he just stuck it into the danger zone, and it's just been brushed over his own goalkeeper just off the top of the head. I think it might be Clayton, not 100% sure, but it definitely came off the Middlesbrough player. Bannon who puts it into the it's danger zone. That's a really good delivery. Comes back out and it's slammed in. And Middlesbrough have got to go back. Just outside the box. Reach now. Looks to take it off. Puts that ball and a reach. What a Puts it into the centre. Can flex again. Oh! Seventy minutes played. It remains goalless between Hull City and Sheffield Wednesday as Liam Palmer just takes the ball away, looks to hammer it long. Wednesday can't get hold of it at the moment. Keeps going back for Lehigh, who puts it into the centre, and there's the diving header that will find the back of the net, out of the reach of Kieran Westwood, and it is the number nine. I said he was having a bit of a crisis in confidence, but Tom Eaves has only gone and stuck it away, and then come on only moments ago. A very inviting ball, and Wednesday find themselves behind. It's Hull City 1, Sheffield Wednesday 0. Hello and welcome to a uh, another special uh, special edition of the uh, the Wednesday week. We're spoiling it this season, but you know more presenters, more special guests, and uh, this week 
coming up later on, uh, we've got an, an interview with uh, the the White Cafu. I don't know if I can say that. Is that is? I feel like. I'm just going to stick with it because that was his name. Uh, Mr. Lewis Buxton is going to join us on the show in a uh, special interview that he did uh, with myself and on the line. It's our first one together this season, isn't it, Vic? Uh, yeah, yeah, it is because I did one on my own, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we uh, believe you on your own, not. But, uh, <laughs> you know, Put me in cupboard. Put your cover. Give me an iron. And again. Yeah, there we go. We'll put you, put you back in. Oh, we're beastie. <laughs> and uh, I'm also joining uh, us with, with Lewis and Vic and uh, obviously myself this evening. Uh, Dave, Monty D, yes. are you all right, brother? Yes, yes, I'm good, my friend. How are you? Yeah, not so bad, not so bad. I'm feeling a bit croaky because it's another Dan Fudge humble brag. I uh, got back from Vegas this morning at 10.30. It's now 9.30 in the evening. And uh, I went straight into an area meeting at work, and uh, I've just completely derailed it with uh, talking about Las Vegas things. Um, I've Are missed two now, days of my life. Is this what's happening? Mm. Are you all of a sudden mm-hmm. just yeah, yeah, going to yeah. morph into Eddie Hoyland and just be away all the time? Yeah, that's uh, that's my plan. But any, he's ruined his life having kids. Any minute now, <laughs> you're going to start your own podcast with Dom Housen and just fuck off all together. That's what happened. <laughs> I know. I know you guys. I know what happened. Yeah. I'm ready for it. It happens. I'm prepared. It happens. <laughs> so, uh, Vic, uh, usually when I'm presenting, the uh, the presenters on the show get asked a special question by myself, and it's back, and it's the longest running, um, I think it's the longest running thing we've ever had on the show, and it's true or false, because it's very easy. So, I ask you a question, and you tell me whether it's true or false. So, for example, Dave. Yes. Gary Monk. Is that a euphemism, true or false? 100%. Gary Monk is a euphemism for the happy moment. <laughs> for the happy moment. The little Indeed. death, I think, the, <laughs> I think the French call it. Yeah, the, uh, so yeah, Gary Monk is a euphemism. That's true. Congratulations. Well done, well Ooh. done, well done, Vic. Vic, yes. true or false? Lewis Buxton makes you so tongue-tied, people think you're speaking a foreign language. <laughs> it's so true. Honestly, it's so true. And I'm, I'm honestly, I'm coming coming now. The, the interview is over. <laughs> I have already texted my mum. Like, I was like, oh my god! <gasps> Somebody get a bucket in a mop round Vic's oh house because Lewis Boxer's coming on the show. So after... he really is better than you, Fudge, and not yeah. a lot comes near to you. <laughs> well, I tell you what. If you uh, when you listen to it later on, listeners, listening to the bit where. Uh, she starts talking about Sammy Hutchinson and who's fitter, her or Lewis Buxton. Him or Lewis Buxton. Uh, is, the thing is, I don't even fancy Sam Hutchinson. That was a question that was put into me. Someone was saying, yeah. I asked him how he feels Hutchinson, about yeah. not being as fit as Sam Hutchinson. And I was like, how how dare you? How dare you compare him? Like, Lewis is up there with kings. And now, and now I've had to ask him that. Like, he thinks that I like Sam Hutchinson more. What is that going to do to my future opportunities with Lewis Buxton when his wife has gone? Like, I'm not like that was the first time though his uh, his media training went out the window as soon because like we tried to move on and he went. I didn't Hang on a minute, what did you find so much some more? <laughs> yeah, so uh, listen to that one, kids. In fact, actually, there's a bit where. Uh, you know, we're talking about Sammy Hutchinson and all the, all the girls fancy. And according to uh, the blokes that follow Sheffield Wednesday, you all used to fancy Thomas Burst. So listen to that, guys. That's uh, that's going to be coming up very soon. However, we've got some football to talk about. And uh, it's a good start and then a, r- a rubbish finish. You know, it's uh, 
name of my sex tape, to be fair. So, mm. uh, right then, <laughs> we get right into it. Riverside, Middlesbrough, uh, away, away at Borough, a ground that's not great for us, a ground that uh, that holds some uh, pretty poor memories, and uh, and a team that's highly tipped most seasons to go um, to go straight back into the Premier League. Now, uh, Dave, were you ready for a start like that? Absolutely not. I think I'd kind of nailed my colours firmly to the mast before the game. I was being negative. I thought we would do this crap game that was probably going to be partly of Middlesbrough's doing and we were going to have to try and match them and pick them out and wait for probably the last 20, 10 minutes to get anything, if, if anything at all. And I don't think I'd even got my arse in the seat to... Uh, to start watching the scores come through and it's the first goal and then it's the second goal and what a great start. I mean, it's textbook, what you'd want. It's exactly what I didn't expect and it's exactly the sort of thing that you'd expect to happen to Wednesday being negative but for us to be the one actually dishing out that sort of start, what an amazing an amazing start and it, it, it went on from there. Couldn't have been better, could it? Well, absolutely not. I mean, we actually did receive a tweet uh, to our uh, TWW cast account uh, saying, can you guys predict a mediocre game week in, week out, please? Because <laughs> we got it so wrong. Uh, we've now become a talisman like, you know, James's lucky underpants or whatever. Do you, do you know what I mean? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't see it coming, especially after, well, you know, Going from our um, our predictions that we did, like I genuinely didn't see it coming. However, Vic, I'm glad you're on this week because what we saw was a rare start for your. Uh, I was going to say yes. man crush, but not uh, man you know, crush. You, don't don't put him up there with Lewis. Let's just don't let put him up there with Lewis. So, so so you know, Lewis Buxton's number. You know, Lewis Buxton's number two. Um, you know start what, right? <laughs> well, th- yes, amazing start for Big Dave. My love for Ate is purely platonic. I feel like his mum. I adore him in a very, very pure. It's a pure love for Ate. I do. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I totally would, obviously, but I. It's totally pure. Um, oh, yeah, I was um, just to bring myself back to being the woman on this podcast. I was actually in the hairdressers. And I went to go and check the score because it was like 20 past three. I thought, oh, check the score, as you do. And I saw the score. I was like, fucking hell. So I logged into iFollow, obviously very, very legally, um, logged in. And I was like, Jesus Christ. And I saw the Fletcher goal going as well. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I've got foils in. I can't celebrate. What <laughs> all lot's going to go up? Um, yeah, was not expecting that at all. Um, I... I don't, all right, I'm going to be controversial. I don't necessarily think it was the Atty effect. I think it was the 442 effect. Um, that, hey ho, 442 works. Who'd have thunk it? And it sure. does. And so let's, well, I would say let's stick with it, but obviously we've got other games to talk about. But it, it worked. It absolutely worked. Um, I didn't see the first three goals until much later on um, on the catch-up show. Um, but yeah, for me, absolutely outstanding performance. I saw about, well, I saw the end of the first half and I saw all the second half. Brilliant. Can't, you know, like, what can you say? I'm, I'm used to moaning. I couldn't even moan. I was just sat there like, look, yeah. So, yeah, Wowie. buzzing. 
while we blimey Charlie, it was that good a result, Vic's not moaning. I mean, come on now. I know, this is, it this takes a lot. Is, isn't it? it takes a lot. <laughs> so, right, so the first goal was chalked off as an OG. Uh, second goal, I offer. Proper centre-back goal. I really enjoyed it. Adam Reid scored, who still, by all accounts, is still in poor form. I mean, Dave, do, do you think that we're, we're being being unkind to him. I know some of the reports after the whole game that we'll get to in a minute, you know, were solidified uh, that that opinion. But did Reach come back into his own or do you think he had like a little bit of a point to prove because of his old club, etc.? I think it's still people going back to an interpretation of what we saw of him last year. And we're thinking that Reach last year was just all these screamer goals. Now, I appreciate that he did score all these things, but there was still elements of his game that weren't perfect. He's human, and but he had a great season, and you're always looking back. It's like when it was Carlos season two, you look back at Carlos season one, and you're always thinking it was better than what it actually probably entirely was all the time. So, Reach hasn't been the same player as we are perceiving he was last year. He's certainly not scoring the volume or the quality of the goals, but I think he's, he's, came, in, he's came into that game and he's still playing that position that he's been asked to play. Whatever has been asked of him, he's doing it. And he's still got the goals in him. And he's came in from the right-hand side when he's got that goal. He's worked a good one to we at it. And he's, what's really good about that goal is how he made space and took the shot straight away. There was no faffing about. That was his ability coming out. And on this occasion, you know, he's, he's managed to make that space and pick his corner. And I bet it was good for him to score that goal and to maybe lift that off his shoulders a little bit. But it'll be the knock-on effects if we can skip past Paul and see whether or not he can um, push on from that and hopefully his confidence will be back up where it should be. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I you know, I, uh, I don't think he had the best of games against Hull, but uh, we, we know that the quality's there. And like you say, it's like, it's like sleeping with your, with your ex-girlfriend. You know, you know the, the reason... Exactly what I said, yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what you said. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, Dave, this. My apologies. But <laughs> now, Vic, there was there was something really encouraging came out of uh, of the Middlesbrough game, and and, and I, I I feel that Gary Monk's appointment was uh, lukewarm, to say the best. We kind of went, mm-hmm. yeah, we needed a manager. Uh, yeah. You know, Gary Monk wouldn't have been my first choice, but let's get behind him. But, you know, all yeah, the yeah. All the general cliches and all the rest of it, because I don't feel, I, personally speaking, I was like, oh, really? However, he, after this game, said, I thought that Middlesbrough were weak in the air. So I set up a team that would defeat them in the air. And, and it, it paid dividends, obviously, really well. You know, and the, and these piece put on players like New Hugh and, uh, and, and Stevie Fletcher and, and things like that. Do you believe that this 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 game is is us coming round to uh, to to Gary Monk as a manager, or do you reckon it was a bit of a fluke? Uh, no, I think I think you know. Obviously, we've got the interview with Louis Buxton coming up, but you, we were talking about different managerial skills, and there are the managers that will be the dad of the team, and they will you know you know what it's like when your dad takes you down to Sunday League, and you know mine used to and. If I if I effed up on the day, he would he'd tell me so, and he'd tell me I was awful and whatever else. And that's what you get in a, a Gary Megson type manager. But in a Gary Monk type manager, you're looking at the tactics. You know, 
he's he's a modern manager. He's he's worked with technology. He knows exactly what he's looking for every single time. So I kind of I get that. Um, sorry, my dog's humping a pillow at the moment quite vigorously. Um, well, did she, did she at least buy a drink first? <laughs> no, no, it's just it's all going wrong. Um, so yeah, I kind of I get it, and I do think this is you know this is the moment now that we all need to kind of look for. I think we you know we'll we'll come onto it with the with the splices of the Lewis Buxton talk, but you know we've we've gone on for a long time about wanting an old school manager and all this sort of stuff. Actually, Gary Monk knows what he's doing. You know, he's got a team of people. It's not him. He's not sat watching the last thing that Middlesbrough did, like, three weeks, their last four games. He's got people that he pays to do that, and there's a reason that they get paid good money to sit and watch those games because he will make team selections off it. And I think, actually, it's time to kind of embrace this sort of, you know, he's a, he's a much younger manager than we're used to. He's, what well, it can't be even... 50s, eh? He must be 43, 44. 40s, yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's he's one of the new breed of managers that we've talked about a few times. And I think that's quite an exciting time to be in. And I think that's probably the way that we need to go. I know that a lot of people wanted to make some back and whatever else. But if we can bring in someone like Gary Monk, who's got teams around him, like I said, it's, it, you know, it's definitely not him sat at home on a, on a Tuesday night with a you know, a cup of tea, watching riddles, versus whoever. It's he's paying people to do it, and he's he's following the the recommendations, and I think that's that's the way forward. It it's got to be. Absolutely, I complete completely agree. Completely agree. I I, I must admit, he, he's made me prick my ears up for uh, for lack of a better term that's going to lead to many a double entendre. <laughs> so, Dave, I, now. James will be listening to this at some point. Uh, he is still alive, listeners. You know, you know, we, we do let him out of the cupboard every now and again. But uh, James will be listening to this. He'll be going stupid at me uh, asking it now. By the end of the week, after the whole game, we are now seventh. Don't, is don't it you too dare. early? It's, it's October now. We're allowed to talk about it. We're allowed no. to talk about it. And James is going to be pulling what's left of his hair out now because I'm asking the question. Is it too early to talk about promotion slash playoffs? Yes, far too early. Sorry, that sounds like a really dull answer, but it really is. And I the league's still finding its feet. It's finding its feet. There's teams out there that are doing a great performance one week. They're doing a bang average performance the following week, ourselves included in that. And there's nobody yet that's got into a rhythm. So it is, it is pretty much pointless. It's nice to look at us being there and go, wouldn't it be great if it was like, February, March, April time, and we're there or thereabouts, and we're still still in within a shout. But the league table as it is now, compared to what it'll look like end of February, beginning of March, it'll be night and day. So it's it's too early to be even looking at it. All right, all right. I'll put a pin in that then for another eight weeks, and then we'll take a look at it then. In fact, we'll get James on <laughs> to talk about it. Now, Christmas special. Uh, we can get James to look at the league table. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think Al's about start will probably pick that up anyway, to be fair. We do, we do the knob gags, they do the maths. Do you know what I mean? Um, so so Gary Monk spent, what, I think it was about six months up, up, at, up at Borough before he was unceremoniously uh, shit-canned. Do you, do you feel that he uh, he really wanted to get one over on those guys? Do you feel like it was something that meant a lot to him, Vic? 
<laughs> Do you know what? I don't think he's that type of guy. I really think he is just a professional football manager. He's from the new breed, like we talked about with your Gerard, your Lampards, whoever, um, your Lee Johnsons. You know, there's there's all of these people around. I think he's from that breed, and he doesn't particularly hold a bitterness. I think he just gets on with his job. Um, he probably he'd probably quite liked to have beaten them. But I don't think he wanted the, you know, it looked, let's be honest, going in at half time, it looked like it was going to be a cricket score. I don't think that was his dream in the morning. I think he just wanted to win. I think he's he's a professional guy. He wants to win games. That's it. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I think you might be right. I, I might don't be think completely that. wrong. He might have got yeah. like... Middlesbrough's chairman on a dartboard and he just sits at night yeah. tucking Steve Gibson, I don't know. Steve Gibson effigies that it just mm-hmm. burns in his garden one week after next. I mean, I must admit, it was nice to get one over on Steve Gibson after his tattle-telling, or his telly-tattling, or telly He'll have you know. put in a complaint, won't he, to, to Football League? Yeah, of course he would. He said, oh, yeah, no, uh, you know, Steve, Steve the rat, ratting everybody out. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> That's all I've got. But you know, after after Saturday, I was upbeat. I was I was great. You know, I thought this is brilliant. Look at this. This is Sheffield Wednesday. We're back on top. Up the Wendy. In fact, up all at the Wendy's. Do you know what I mean? Wendy Whoppers, Richards, Wendy Darling off a you know that uh, Peter Pan. You're like, come on, brilliant. And then Hull City. Now, um, I, Dave, what, what went wrong, man? Help me out, because I'm I'm struggling here, Paul. Was it, you know, was it just a really shit game of football? Like, like what? Where, where? I see, for everything that Middlesbrough was right, Hull seemed to be wrong, and I'm trying to kid myself on at this sort of. If I'd, if I'd taken before the Middlesbrough match, like if if you take it from last time we recorded to now, I'm gone right. If you got six points, if you got a win and a lose out of those two games. And you're going to get a cracking performance. You're going to have an abject performance. I'd have probably taken it, but I would have expected it the other way around. Um, whole, that whole game was like just the personification of the city itself. It was just fucking dire. It was one of those ones where we couldn't do the things that we did well against um, Middlesbrough, and it just wasn't going to be our day. And this is why this is why it's probably not worth looking at the league yet because we've still got whilst we've got that great performance in us like we had at Middlesbrough and I think Bannon after the game was interviewed and was saying you know we knew we were going to do this to somebody we've still got a whole performance in us and that's why Monk's going to need to keep working on what he's planning on working with why he's going to need to keep changing players around formations around for whoever we're playing against because we can be we, as good as we can be at Middlesbrough we can be as crap, crap as we were at all. And it will happen again, but hopefully um, there'll be as much analysis done of why we were crap against Hull as there was backpatting of why we were good at Middlesbrough. And we can learn from that and make sure that it's not quite that bad next time round. I love totally that. I love... agree with that. I'm sat there like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> totally, totally, <laughs> utterly agree with that, Dave. I love that phrase, we've got a Hull performance in us. And, and yeah, that's probably what it's going to get called. However, Vic, another start for Big Dave. Do you reckon it'll continue? I mean, do you know what? He, he's not done bad, has he? He can't, you know, you can't slate him for what he's done so far. He's done all right. Um, well, if we need to win stuff in the air, there we go. He's our, he's our most informed striker right now. And we know that he, is. he goes through these well, rich veins of form, doesn't he? 
Surely he's our second informed striker. Surely Fletcher's our most informed striker. Steve Fletcher. Oh, yeah, all right. I'll give him that. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like at his mum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's our most informed striker. <laughs> yeah. no, but Please I, tell you I, my I'm, I'm not I perfectly... I think there's a time and there's a place for Atenew, Hugh, and it depends game per game. And I think that's why a manager like Gary Monk is great for us. Um, like I said, obviously, he analyzes stuff. Or, well, he has people that analyze stuff for him. Um, he knows if it's a if it's a new Hugh game to start, if it's a Fletcher game to start, if it's a four four two, whatever. I think we've just got to put a bit of trust in people. You know, um, it's always the manager that takes the flat for stuff, and actually, he has a <laughs> team of probably ten people advising him. Um, for me, obviously, every day is after day. Brilliant. Um, but there are games that you know he shouldn't he shouldn't be starting. There are games that you look at a team and you go, "This defo needs Fletcher and Winnell. This defo needs." You never say it needs Rose. Let's let's not lie about that. Um, but there are games that you say this is a definitely an Atty New Who game. Like if if you know if their centre halves are massive, then it's going to be a New Who game. If they're tiny, it's going to be a New Who game. Um, if they're in the middle, then you're looking at a Winnell situation where you go, yeah, Winnell's going to win those. Um, and I, I really think that out of most of, well, all of the managers that we've had in the time that we've had Atty, I think Monk's probably the best to get the best out of him. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it, I'd rather somebody, I'd rather the you person... You always sound so surprised when you agree with me. You're like, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, I can't believe it. Just agree. I think what it is. You know, it tram lines. And I was like, fudge, you want a brew? And you're like, fucking hell, yeah. 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 It's like anything I do, you're just so surprised if you think that's a good decision. I'm an upbeat type of guy, but. I'm a 51 year old woman. I'm, I live all right. Do you know what I mean? I moved out of Sheffield. I moved out of Yorkshire. I don't whinge as much. I'm, I'm an upbeat guy nowadays. Like, do you know what I mean? I'm all. I'm all about the upbeat nowadays, but uh, but surely you know, in charge of Atty's development, you'd rather uh, have Gary Monk, eh? somebody who knows the championship, somebody who knows it, than, for example, Josh Lukai. You know what I mean? You'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather, well, him yeah, be, I'd rather Gary Monk be the one. I'd rather have me be in charge than Josh Lukai. Yeah, but yours would be different, and I would fuck it, it up. <laughs> 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 so, um, uh, Dave. Uh, well, there's, there's only one way of saying it. Was it a penalty? Yes. Well, there you are. What about you, Vic? <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> I, Just uh... because, right? Just because you boot somebody out of the area does not stop it from being a penalty. Like, it's just... Like, it's like you could literally... So, on the on the basis of what the referee did, you could literally pick someone up on the centre circle lob them into the the south stand and then be like, well, it was outside the area. Like, it's a load of shit. It was a penalty. If you were walking down Meadowall and somebody kicked you outside of... Uh... Do you know what? I've not used that for years, damn fudge. So piss off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, you know, my favourite was when uh, there's a remonstration with the referee. And uh, throughout all of it, the referee stonewalled. No, it's, it's a free kick. Get away, everybody, move away. And there's this great big slice through the through the grass of where he's had his ass kicked 
Do you know what I mean? <laughs> just this great big mark on the corner of the uh, of the corner of the box where Jacob Murphy's had his ass handed to him by Eric Lehigh. And, and, and the great that, that weren't greenkeepers. That that weren't greenkeepers. Piss <laughs> off. Just, just absolutely just, there's a, it looks like one of those murder scenes you see in American movies where they draw the chalk line around uh, around the scene of the crime. <laughs> they just look like that on the edge of the box. But um but Dave, do you think that was a, a blip uh, or do you think it's just classic Sheffield Wednesday being inconsistent? I think if you take the whole match, if we'd if we got that if we had got a penalty which we should have had and the way the, thing, the game was going, we'd have probably missed it, or we'd have brought Jordan Rhodes on so he could have refused to take it. <laughs> so we were probably as well t- putting that in that <laughs> like game that. with everything everything that's shit and being philosophical and go, it was a crap game. Nothing went right for us. Fuck it. It's done and it's wrote off because there's always going to be something else later in the season where either we half one of their players and um, whoever we're playing against and they don't get a penalty or we're going to get a questionable penalty or whatever. The, these things do even themselves out, but that's in that game. It can be put into Gary Hooper's box and never spoke about ever again. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, just, just, uh, so Vic, just to keep you up to date, I don't know if you listen to the show. I don't know if you're like me and don't listen to the show, which you don't, you're not No, on. I occasionally uh, do listen. I know about Gary Hooper's box. That's fine. You know about Gary Hooper's box. We, 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 don't put, we don't put a pin in it. We don't put it on the back burner. We put it in Gary Hooper's box. Um, it's just the room 101 of the Wednesday week, isn't it? It Gary is. Hooper's it's the room box. 101 of the Sheffield Wednesday world. Now, actually, speaking about Gary Hooper, uh, there's interest there from Bristol City, which uh, kind of upsets me a little bit. I was, I, I'll was i be annoyed if he signed to another championship club. I'd rather him go back up to Scotland than uh, tear it up there. for. Did uh, you see, while we're talking about Bristol City... Did you see the gif of Jack Hunt this week at Bristol City? I don't know. I can't remember who they were playing or whoever. But he literally, like, flicked some player on the shoulder. And he went flying over the advertising boards, like, into the crowd. Like, it was like paramedics rushed in. It was horrific. He was just like, Jesus Christ, modern football. (laughs) Modern football. Honestly, it's so worth watching if you can find it on Twitter. It's brilliant. I think I yeah I saw it this morning. I think I think the caption with it was up the Jack Hunt. So uh, if you, if you if you search that into Twitter, you'll, you'll be able to find it. Now, uh, Vic, you know you alluded to it earlier. Um, Jordan Rhodes and oh, Sam God. Winnall. Yeah. Can you talk about them, please? Uh, <laughs> I suppose so. I mean, Sam Winnall's probably about five foot eleven. He's got curly blonde <laughs> hair. What do you want me to say? Jordan well, I mean, you know, can get to fuck for me. I've said that for I, years I, I, now. Is that it now? Are you firmly off the Jordan Rhodes bus? What about the, you know, the... Jordan the, the, Rhodes uh, earns about two grand, a, two grand a month more than I earn in a year so he can get to fuck. If he's got no confidence, if he can't do this, the minute that he refused to take that penalty, I had no respect for him. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Absolutely done. Um... So yeah, Sam Winnell all the way. I'm, I'm team Sam Winnell. Brilliant. Okay. Well, what, what and about obviously, you, Dave? Toodle's gone now, so everyone loves Sam Winnell, so it's fun. <laughs> I mean, what about you, Dave? I mean, Sam Winnell is a is an odd character, isn't he? I mean, came into when we signed him, it was a, essentially a backup in case we didn't get Jordan Rhodes. Came in, started scoring goals. We then did get Jordan Rhodes and shipped him straight out on loan to Derby County. Then he started shitting goals. 
and then uh, injured himself, and we've now got him back. And where do we go from there? What, what, you know, what do you think the future of Sam Winall is? Do you still reckon he's going to get knocked down the pecking order and only get a short amount of time on the pitch, or do you reckon he'll come good again? Sam, Sam Winall, my concern with Sam Winall is the same problem I think that's happened with Jordan Rhodes. Now, I think Jordan Rhodes, when he was prolific and was a useful player at Huddersfield and Blackburn, and then since has got shit, it's like football's moved on from when he was prolific, and it was only around about the same time slightly afterwards when Winall was looking like the dog bollocks at Barnsley and scoring goals left, right and centre. Now, it came to Wednesday as a backup. We've brought in Rhodes, and uh, Winall went off to Derby and, and what have you. And now he's came back after a long-term injury. So I'm hopeful that we can get Winnell back to something like he was either when he was on loan at Derby. I don't know whether we'll have this prolific player like he was when he was at Barnsley, but there is going to be an opportunity, I think, at Wednesday for him. That Whether that's entirely coming from him or as a combination of circumstance between Joao being sold, Rhodes probably running down the rest of his contract, either he'll get sent on loan in January or whatever. I can only see Rhodes leaving us for undisclosed inverted commas or on a free transfer. Mm. So that might give Winnell an opportunity to come further up the pecking order. And then it's a matter of, right, well, does Fletcher stay fit? If Fletcher stays fit, then Winnell will be there or thereabouts. If Fletcher gets injured or whatever, then he might go higher up and be competing with the likes of Nuiu. And Forest area probably will get another ban for something. So that'll end up being, he's going to be there by circumstance. So hopefully he'll be able to take that circumstance and be opportunistic with that and get goals. He's definitely still got a goal on him, a uh, goal in him. But like any footballer, particularly forward, he needs he needs time, he needs confidence, he needs the goals. So I'm hopeful of Winnell being able to do something. And like Vic, I am writing off Jordan Rhodes and his Wednesday career um, in depth. Oh, oh. What was the phrase that Laura used? We're not big on profit. And uh, I think that might be uh, the poster <laughs> boy of not being big on profit. You know, Jordan Rhodes, and that's actual Jordan Rhodes, not Sammy Wynn or Jordan Rhodes from earlier on. Um, <laughs> so anyway, as uh, as promised, ladies and gents, uh, we uh, we got ourselves a uh, a brief catch up with uh, the White Cafu, the uh, the uh, former fullback for Sheffield Wednesday, Mister Lewis Buxton, promotion winning, relegation winning. Do you, do you win a relegate? I don't. I don't think that's right. I'm sure we'll uh, he'll be able to shed a light on it. So uh, listen to us earlier when we spoke to. Lewis Buxton. Seems like a nice segue. Sorry, folks. It's just that it's a perfect opportunity to ask Lewis, who's the most overrated player he played with at Wednesday. Can't think why that came into my head. <laughs> the overrated. I don't know. I can't answer that, can I? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, yeah, well, actually, <laughs> Franny Jeffers. <laughs> but you, did, you, did you play alongside Jay Bothroyd for a bit as well? Yeah, I remember. Playing with Jay, it's a funny. You obviously you you've got him in in that bracket. Is that where you're coming from? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it, it might it might have been a nice guy. I I, I doubt it, but you know, <laughs> you, you met a different Jay Bothroyd to the one we saw on the stands. A changed a changed man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I got on alright with Jay, but obviously um, he turned up and wasn't fit, and I knew Jay a little bit from. He when I was at Stoke, he turned up on, I think he was on loan or something, and his he was one of them players that had so much talent that you could see he had more talent than everyone there who was playing at Stoke at that time. 
you know, stood out like a sore thumb mm-hmm. in terms of his technical ability. But obviously that's not enough. You've got to have the drive and the um fitness and the rest of that to go with it. And he turned up and he wasn't fit. So I think that's why Wednesday fans were so annoyed. And I remember one time I overlapped him one way and then overlapped him back the other way. <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> the fans were like, because I've, I've gone on, he stood there with the ball or something, lost the ball. And then I've, as I'm trying to overlap him, he's lost the ball. And then instead of him running back with whoever I'd just left, the left winger, he just stood there and I ran back past him another like 40 <laughs> yards to get my man. And I remember people on the side shouting at him. Aah! And I just thought, oh my God, I've never done that before. Where... No, they'll, they'll he, had all the ta- he, had, he had all the talent, you know. He had all the talent there. And he's one of those players that, um, in my opinion, could have got a lot more out of his his career than he did. I think I think he's right though. I think that, you know there's a, there's a definite attitude issue there. I mean with him and, and desire and and like, and like you say maybe maybe the fitness wasn't there. I mean it was only two or three years prior to him signing for Sheffield Wednesday he was he got he broke into the England squad when he was playing for Cardiff. So you know Exactly. The, the, yeah, it, exactly. It was clearly there but I th- I feel it's going to go down as an opportunity missed. But uh Vic, I like yeah. this question. I'm going to give you the last one to ask. Um I'd love to hear oh, about No, don't, because I've got two. Go on, then. I've got two that I need to ask. Go on, then. Right, so... Just go for it. One, Do it Lewis. quick. Right. And I, I, I will, because I'm very, very embarrassed to ask this. Um, how do you feel now that Sam Hutchinson is in the side and is probably yeah. the best-looking Sheffield Wednesday player that's ever existed and you've lost your crown? Do, do, <laughs> do, you, um, do you hate Sam Hutchinson for that? I've um, I've put it out on Twitter tonight and on Facebook that obviously we're talking to you and I've had a lot of love hearts from f- female fans. Um, but, yeah. you know, Sammy Hutch kind of, he, he took it, didn't he? Sa- how do, Sammy how do you Hutch, is that, that? Your, like, pet, is that your pet name for him? <laughs> yeah, Sammy <Kirk>? yeah. That's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the restraining do order you say that, to that his I can't face? near him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, no. <laughs> but yeah, so well, that- he is... Like obviously the the poster boy of Sheffield Wednesday, but you were there. How how did that affect you? Did was it a big thing at the time? Obviously Tommy Spear was there, but he got all the blokes that thought he was just pretty. But were you? He were got you all kind the of, what? Or every right? Okay. So <laughs> any, any female Wednesday fan that you ask. Right, shut yeah. fudge, moot yourself. Right? <laughs> so any female Wednesday fan that you ask will say, no, not yeah. Tommy Spur. But any male Wednesday fan will go, oh, yeah, he was so handsome, he was lovely, oh, I would Tommy Right, Spur. okay. But actually, no, right. absolutely not. It was all about Lewis Buxton. So how do you feel now that Sammy's taken the crown? Does it does it bother you? Do you have a dartboard with his face on it? or are you, No, are you I'm just happy. If you're, if you're saying that I had some sort of type of crown I'm I'm happy with that I'll flat it for that. I'll take that it's a cardboard crown just for Burger King just yeah, yeah I'll take that I'll take any yeah I've not made a so, money Lewis yeah yeah <laughs> and any, then my other question that I've been asked by quite a few people is at any point during your like heights what, in the mountain what, that what, we've talked about what do you like what, what do you like about Hutch what do you like about don't uh, touch you don't jealous Oh, I don't know. He's, he just looks very well-groomed. 
And I think he is a well-groomed man. He is a well-groomed man. Yeah, and you, you were, you know, I don't know, I don't know if you are now. I'm not going to judge, but you know, I'll let let myself go now. Let myself go. (laughs) Got married, had kids, all went to shit. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Okay, so that was that was Lewis. Once again, thank you very much for joining us, Lewis, on the uh, on the Wednesday week. Uh, hopefully, we'll get some more uh, people that. Uh, I that love fit, you, Lewis. I uh, love that you. It's all tongue tied mm-hmm. around. Do you I, know what I mean? I was, oh God, I've been nervous all day. I, I oh. mean, what was that? What, what, what would you What would you mean? All the boys fancied Tommy Spur. Oh, what? fuck off! Right, I was trying to be Bizarre. cool about Bizarre. the whole situation. <laughs> I I genuinely like. He is the ultimate man in my life. You know, people have a thing for like Ryan Gosling or Jason Momoa. At Lewis Buxton, right? Is Lewis bloody? Oh Buxton. my god! Oh my god! <laughs> no, Tommy Spur. I love him. I love, I love him. Having what? Having I'm what? sorry oh. to his wife, Prudencia oh. Buxton. I'm so sorry. But having I walked through Hillsborough with Vic, right? She stands there, like, and she goes. Are you all right? Are you? Are you all right? Are you? And then, oh, hello, Lewis. It's very nice to talk to you. <laughs> this is my posh voice. Are you? Are you, you it? <laughs> it. That's that's Donald or David Stott from Vic and Bob. Oh, it's a completely different voice, isn't it? Oh dear. I said to you, fudge tonight. I was like, I might have a fag before, so I sound a bit sultry. <laughs> oh, hello, Lewis. Oh. It's very nice I'm to speak to flustered. him. I'm all flustered, honestly. That's Vic and Bob, mate. That's Vic and Bob. That's, that's where I've got that from. It reminded it me... Donald and David yeah, stopped. Just like David and Donald stopped. Yeah, it reminded me of... Uh, <laughs> you know, like in, um, in... I think I've mentioned this before. You know, like in American programmes where they have Yorkshire people on it and uh, they can't oh. miss out all of the words. So they pronounce all the words and it sounds like a um, school nativity play. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like when they go, oh, look, there is a star. Let us follow the star to, to Jesus. That's not and that's what you sounded like. It was oh, sound like yeah. Sean Bean. <laughs> my name is Nadar yeah, but- Stark, and I am Lord of the North. Right, when I worked at Sheffield Wednesday, right, I I was in love with Lewis. Like, absolutely. Not, not as Lewis Buxton, but as Lewis who I worked with. And so I got sent to interview him one day, and honestly, it was the most awkward thing I've ever done. And I have never been so well spoken in my life. And I, I just remember, some, oh, like, I was about twenty-one. <laughs> oh, I was about twenty-one. He was about twenty-four. Everyone thought we were going to get hooked up. It was the most awkward interview of my life, and I had to stand there and do it. It was awful. But it was Louis Buxton. He's the most beautiful. He is the most handsome man. He oh, really, Lewis. really. Could you tell us who your favourite Sheffield Wednesday player is, please, love? Oh, I fucking love him. I tell you that. <laughs> Honestly, just because it's not Paul Curry, he don't want to suck you off. Let me have my Louis right? Oh, honestly, it's going to keep me going for years. I'm going to listen to this podcast every night. Fuck the waterfall on the car map. I'm going to be listening to Lewis Buxton. I'm gonna, oh, God. The, the what? The waterfall on what? Do you not listen to the waterfall on the car map? 
That's I, how I go to sleep every I night. I don't know what you just said. That is just a collection of words. You may as well have said... People will. Door People will. From Ikea. People will understand this, right, because it's the top app on the App Store, the Calm thing. What, so is this just noises, people? Is this like the 90s where people decided to start listening to whale song and pretend they understood it? and then and No, then... It's, it's, it's a new thing, right, where adults will read other adults' bed... Do you know what? Why are we talking about this? Let's talk so about adults read what? What fuck? What weird bloody... Wait, adults I listen, read... right... <laughs> So I, got... I listen to sleep stories read to me by adults, <laughs> and the app that I pay for has people on it like Ryan Gosling and you know um, what's his face? What's the guy that everyone loves? And will you stop snorting at me? Louis um, <laughs> Stephen Fry. There's, there's loads of people on it. It's Hello. Like Hello, it's, it's a good uh, app. This is the big hungry caterpillar. Now, the big hungry caterpillar. <laughs> <laughs> right, because I wouldn't pay five pence for you, bud. If I wanted that, I could just ring you and you'd re- read me a bedtime story. Imagine. So, I pay for the good shit. So, yeah, so so if you if you want to listen to, to Vic read uh, The Big Hungry Caterpillar in a I'm Speaking to Lewis book, <laughs> yeah. uh, give me a shout. Give me give me a shout at Dan Fudge on Twitter and I'll read you some various verses back. And uh, <laughs> we, can, we can make it happen. I can, I can make Where even point. are we? Where even are we? I want to go to bed. What are we even doing? All right, right. Wigan. Let's talk to me about Wigan. Coming up soon. Wigan. But, Still gonna go shit into it. Let's be honest. Is it gonna be another whole performance, or do you reckon we uh, we might yeah, get something? Yeah, hundred percent whole performance. Well, to be fair, our mediocre predictions are going really well. So I'm assuming, Dave, you're gonna do the same. I'm gonna go for a dire nil-nil draw. <sighs> Bold. Bold. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna predict Sheffield Wednesday win this because I've seen the size of uh, Tom Kearney in. Uh, because I've seen the size of not Tom Kenny, <laughs> Charlie Mulgrew in uh, in. I'm going to say you're you're about two weeks too late, Tom Kenny. What yeah. are you doing? I, listen, like I said, I've been I've been gambling for five days. I don't know what day it is. I I, I went. I got on a plane. I'm in a meeting. In it, you know. I got on a plane on got Tuesday a night. It's now Thursday evening, and I'm I'm listening to David Donaldstock read The Hungry Caterpillar. <laughs> I've got. I've got Sheffield Wednesday <laughs> right backs talking to me about how pretty bloody, you know, Guy Smiley is. Uh, what's his name? Tommy Spur. Like, I don't know. Tommy. It's catching up on me. Right, so, I'll start again. <laughs> Having seen how big in real life Charlie Mulgrew is, I reckon it might be another star for Atty Newhew. So, also, I'm going to go for a nil-nil draw. Now, let's wrap this nonsense up because I need to go to bloody bed. Vic, if anybody wants to get hold of you on social media, apart from. Bedtime Stories app, uh, reading The Hungry Caterpillar. Um, <laughs> where do we go? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and at Victoria1867. Thank you very much, Vic. And uh, we will look forward to uh, your particular brand of children's story reading. Um, don't forget, I am <laughs> We have WhatsApp, so you can send me some um, send me some voicemails. Do you know what I mean? Send me some voice messages going... Oh, well, babe. Let's just voice. And if you would like to hear any stories, send five pounds to my <laughs> to my mum's or The thing is, you joke, but you know I'm going to start doing it. Yeah, I'm going to wake up. At like 11 o'clock at night. 
be like, oh, Vic sent you a voice message. What's this? Oh, she's a hungry caterpillar. <laughs> you, you just wait. David, if you would like to meet everybody on social media, how do we get in touch with you? I'm not doing the Donald and David stop voice. You can fuck that up. <laughs> Uh, you can get me not doing that impression uh, at Monty Dangerous. Brilliant. Thank you very much for joining us this evening. Uh, once again, big thanks a lot to uh, to Lewis Buxton. Join us on at TWWcast on uh, on the Twitterings. And uh, my name's at Dan Fudge. Well, it's not at Dan Fudge. It's just Dan Fudge. But, you know, I'm doing a, doing a trendy. Thanks a lot. Uh, sorry that that voice is now going to get stuck in your head for the rest of the day. And uh, hopefully we'll see you next week. Keep up to date with the Wednesday Week on Twitter at TWWcast or on our website, thewednesdayweek.co.uk. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosh! Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.